God bless you once again. And thank welcome back to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. We were just fumbling around here and trying to get this uh, Twitter system set up right this evening. It seemed to be doing whatever it wanted to do this, in, this evening. And um, amen. I don't know if this is working right. I don't know if whether it's working right tonight. I'm fighting with it here, trying to get it working right. Uh, hold on. Let me see if that's right. Uh, what time? It should be about right. I guess this is, I think this is right. Uh, I think this is right. I, I think that's right. Look at it. All right. Anyway, oh, it's not showing. Um, go online with your phone and see if we can figure out what's going on. You know, the devil's always busy, always jumping in something, messing with something, trying to jack something up. But praise God, anyhow, I'm excited about what God is doing in the midst of everything. With it, something happening with the tablet for to get the tweet a uh, 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 tweet out for the service today. But however, praise God. Uh, you know, I'm just excited. Bow your heads for me, with me for a minute and let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of everyone under the sound of my voice today, whether they're watching a broadcast uh, through Twitter or Facebook uh, on the Sunday service, uh, uh, to Tuesday evening service on the television broadcast, or however they may be listening on the podcast, however. I ask that you touch every liberal soul and break every yoke in their life, oh God. Bring deliverance, oh God. Make a way out of no way for them, oh God. Heal, deliver, and make free. In Jesus' name, amen. I shall not, I shall not be moved. I shall not, I shall not be moved. Just like those trees. Planted by the Lord, I shall not be moved. I shall not, I shall not be moved. I shall not, I shall not be moved. Just like those trees planted by the water, I shall not be moved. Oh, I'm climbing Jacob's ladder, I shall not be moved. I'm climbing Jacob's ladder, and I shall not be moved. Just like those trees planted by the water, I shall not be moved. That's an old time song we used to sing many, many, many years ago. Amen that we wouldn't be moved by what's going on around us and what's happening around us and what people are doing around us, but we wouldn't be moved by none of that stuff. Amen. The people said we were moved by now. We're not moved by what we see, what we feel, but we move by the word of God. So I like that little hum. I shall not, I shall not be moved. I shall not, I shall not be moved. Just like those trees. Planted by the water, I shall not be moved. I'm climbing Jacob ladder, I shall not be moved. I'm climbing Jacob ladder, and I shall not be moved. Oh, I just love that. I just love that. Oh my gosh, I love that song. And there's another song I love. 
I love the name Jesus every day. Hallelujah. The same Jesus. How sweet that precious name. The same, same Jesus. It ain't the same every day. Tonight, I want to talk to you about an exciting topic called gifts. Ah, it's connected with those songs. Not being moved. And Jesus' name is the same every day. And every day we live. And every day we operate in this world. We can't be moved by everything going on around us. And we got to lean on that name. That's the same all the time. Get your Bibles and let's talk about gifts. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 20. Ezekiel chapter 20. I think I better take this Bible out of this. I bought this big giant case. The case is almost <laughs> twice the size of the Bible. Okay, Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 39 says, As for you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, go ye and serve every one his idols. Henceforth, if ye will not hearken unto me, but ye pollute my holy name no more with your gifts and your idols. I want to read that again. As for you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord God, Go ye and serve every one his idols, henceforth and for henceforth, hereafter, excuse me. And also, if you will not hearken unto me, but pollute my holy name no more, but pollute ye my holy name no more with your gifts and your idols. Now, listen to this. Many people today, they have gifts. They offer up gifts, but they won't live right. Many people today, they offer up all type of gifts, but they won't live right. But they won't live godly. They won't walk before God in the land of the living. They won't obey nothing God say. They won't do nothing what God tell them to do. But they'll bring gifts to the church. They'll bring money. They'll bring food. They'll cook in the church. But they'll still worship their idols. They'll still work up dead Michael Jackson. They'll still worship him. I hear church folks say, oh, how I love him, I love him, I love him. I just love his songs. I just love it, love it, love it. Just worship. But God was not interested in nobody serving idols. He didn't call us out of darkness into marvelous light to serve idols. So we said in this verse, as for you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, go ye and serve every one his idols. There 
And therefore also if you will not hearken unto me, but pollute ye my holy name no more with your gifts and your idols. Don't bring your garbage to God. People think they can come and just give God money or give the preacher money or give the church money. And God is going to be all right with the way they live and the way they talk and the way they act. You're fooling yourself. God does not work outside of his word. God does not do anything outside of his word. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall stand forever. God's word is not changing. I don't care what nobody say. God's word is not going to change. The Bible says gifts and calling comes without repentance. Gifts are important, but gifts cannot offer you eternal life. This is in chapter, Ezekiel chapter 29, 20 and verse 30. 39, verse 39, it tells you that God was tired of Israel and their mess. God was tired of Israel coming to him with their mess. They worship their idols. They worship their money. They worship their chariots. They worship the Romans. They worship anything they can get their hand on, but not the living God. Amen. Then they come into the house of God with their idols. Oh, that's crazy. But let me tell you something, beloved. You think that was just back then? As soon as all the churches open back up, they're going right back to it. Both going to bring their idols. Now, what's your idol? Ah. Today, beloved, the world has millions of idols. We find things about we find things to be idols. I want to show you something. Now, I know this may seem silly, right? But look, look at this hanger. I'm gonna show you a hanger. This is a real hanger. Somebody may have a fancy name on a hanger, and people just love it. Some men they love it. Oh, I just love to hang my shirt or my jacket or shirt on it. It's nice and smooth, and there's idolizing it unnecessarily. It's just a hanger. But that's how we are. We idolize our car. They become our idol. We idolize it. My car is better than y'all. We worship it. I'm dead serious. I've, I've seen two stories. This sounds crazy. One man died, and they had, they, 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 when he died before his funeral, they put him on his motorcycle. I'm serious. They put him on his motorcycle. That was the first time I seen that. They put the man on his motorcycle. They idolized him on his motorcycle. We idolize entertainers. I've heard people actually worship him. They adore him. They don't know nothing about him. They adore him. Here we have the living God who's capable and available to perform Miracles and deliverance and healing and salvation, but, but we are quicker to worship man. We worship who we see. That could fail us at any given time, but we won't worship him who we don't see that doesn't fail at all. That's something to think about when you look at this verse here in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 39. It says plainly, as for you, O house of Israel, doth saith the Lord God. Go ye and serve everyone as idols here or hereafter. Also, if you will not hearken unto me, but pollute my holy name, no more. With your gifts and your idols. See, people have this comprehension that you can do whatever you want and God is going to honor it. But that's a lie. I don't care what no prophets say. I don't care what no preachers say. I don't care what nobody say. God's word don't change. It does not. It will not. 
it will not change. Amen. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that changeth not. But man tried to make like God change. He's allowed anything down. You go to churches now, you go online, you watch online, you see everything going on online. Because they're trying to please people. Pastor Wells doesn't please nobody. I don't try to please you. I got no special oil for you. I got no special prophecy for you. I just got God's word. If the word of God can't do it for you, it ain't going to get done. That's just the truth. If the word of God can't bring deliverance, nothing can. Oh, sure. You could go to the doctor, let them operate on you. But even they'll tell you in some cases, you need a miracle from God. But the thing here is, what's unique about this whole thing is that God was tired of Israel doing their worship to idols and bringing gifts to him. Amen. They were worshiping idols and adoring them and magnifying them. And then yet, they would come and bring you some gifts to keep them happy. They would come bring God $100 or $500 or uh, uh, back then, and they do it today. And you know how these preachers love it when, when people come into church and they're having offering time, and you get uh, all the people that are raising the money and that preacher's happy. They waving the money. Everybody got $100, wave it in your hand. God has never been pleased with mess. God has never, you know what? You know what? When Christ came to earth, listen to this. When Christ came to earth, he came for one purpose. Most people got this whole thing all crossed up. Most people think Christ came to give us wealth, to give us money, success. But you know what Christ came for? He came for one purpose, to redeem us back to God. Because we got wealth. We can obtain wealth. We can obtain money. We can obtain success. God already knew that, but he sent his son back to redeem us to him because the way we were going. Man was going in a way with all his success, with all his wealth, he was lost. Today, hey, you know, you could go, it's easy to get wealthy today. I ain't kidding. Y'all reading about this young lady that she got her stimulus check, a $1,200 stimulus check. She took that money and invested it in herself because she couldn't find a job. And she started a business and made $1.2 million last year. I'm like, what? So wealth can be obtained. But it's not eternal. And it does not offer eternal life. Let's move Amen. on. Let's go to chapter Ezekiel chapter 16. Ezekiel chapter 16. I always teach and preach from the King James Version Bible. All right, Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 33. And it says as follows. They give gifts to all. Listen to this verse, beloved. This is really wild. They give gifts to all they whores. But thou givest gift to all thy lovers. Thou hirest them that they may come unto thee on every side for thy whoredom. I'm going to read it again. They give gifts to all whores. 
but thou givest thy gift to all thy lovers and hirest them that they may come unto thee on every side. Now this is something to think about. This is something to think about. When you look at this scripture, we learn about her, her whoredom. We learn that Jezebel was also a woman that was quite different. She was quite different than other whores. Jezebel was different. See, when you look through the scriptures here and you'll see, you'll, you'll learn about her whoredoms and stuff that she did. But the thing that I want to bring out just about this passage of scripture is this. Look at the verse. It said that she did something different. Here's what she did different. It says that they give gifts to horse, horse, but thou. That's how the devil operates. See, he's tricky. He's tricky. He'll give you stuff. He'll give you gifts to keep you busy. He'll give you gifts. To keep you from coming to God. He'll give you gifts to keep you blinded. He'll give you gifts to keep you focused on anything else but God. Today, you the same process happens in churches. Whether online or offline. Activity is become a criminal. Did you hear me? Activity. What's happening now is more so now. What they're going to do and what? Listen to this going to happen. When all the churches back open, they're going to create more and more and activities to keep people in the church. After what happened with the outbreak, the uh, uh, pandemic outbreak, what happened is they realized all the people left their churches and they fighting online to keep them coming. Uh, says watch online and pay tithes and pay offerings. So now when the church is open, they're going to find more and more activity. They're going to give them more and more activities to come, but they're not offering Christ Jesus. They're often activities. I know people are mad with me because I, 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 I disagree with praise dancing and all that stuff. I only go about with the scripture. You cannot use one or two scriptures to say everything's okay. You really got to read the word of God. I know people disagree with me. It doesn't matter. I, I, I'm not changing what the word of God say. I stick with what the word say. And if it don't say, I ain't doing it. No, I don't have thousands of people following me. I don't care. The truth is the truth. The Bible says you should know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Oh, I forgot if you want to be free. It doesn't set nobody free. I know all the preachers running around saying, God has set you free. No, the Bible doesn't say that. It said he'll make you free. Whom the saints make free is free indeed. Well, it's only the scripture. I ain't got nothing else. But look at this scripture here. Men give whores money to sleep with them. That's what the devil is doing. People don't realize it. They're giving. The devil is giving them things to sleep with him. You say, what are you talking about? I don't sleep with the devil. Yes, you do. You sleep in the sins that he gives you. You hear that? Amen. He, you sleep in the sins that he offer up to you. You sleep in his rebellion. You're watering his rebellion. You water in his confusion. You water in his lies. 
and you say, I don't, I don't sleep with the devil. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. When a preacher comes on and starts preaching about living holy, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I On the television station I'm on, I only found two out of kazillion that's on there that preach about holy living. They preach about everything else but holy living. They preach about everything else but living right before God. They talk about how you should be encouraged and how you should do this and how you should do this. And God wants to bless you when God wants to give you that. Through this pandemic outbreak, God been trying to tell the people, get right with me. Amen. Get right with me. Y'all want a blessing? Get right. And you'll be blessed just by getting right. That's what he said. He said, if you get right, Oh, my gosh. If you get right, I don't know why everybody trying so hard to get blessed. If you obey God, he'll bless you. He said he'll bless you coming in and he'll bless you going out. Because you got your head up focused on money, that's why you can't get blessed. That's the truth. But the scripture here in Ezekiel 16, is so unique. Because what she did, she paid the men to sleep with her. That's why God said, you, whoa, 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 we are the strangest type of whore. You're the strangest type. You pay men to come and sleep with you. And this is what the devil do. He pays you to sleep with him. Listen to this. This is spiritual. Amen. He spiritually pays you to sleep with him, not knowing if you'll get his spiritual aid. Because all the people he half sleep with him spiritually. Oh, that was a tinker, right? Spiritual age. You never heard that one. Well, I want to tell you something. Everything that's in the natural came through the spirit. It came through some spirit. I was watching a video a little earlier, and the video was shocking. Uh, 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 the, the, the preacher died, but the video I was watching, what he had going on was not in line with the scripture. He was supposed to be casting out this devil. He wasn't casting out the devil. He had knocked the devil down, knocked him down in Jesus' name, knocked him down in Jesus' name. And then he had different people come up and taunt the, the demon spirit that was in the person. That's contrary to the scripture. God don't order stuff like that. God don't order stuff like that. We're human beings. Those spirits are greater than us. It is Christ Jesus who live in us that speaks through us and make them demons move out Amen. of that person. He don't tell us to go to nobody else. I'm serious. It was like a game show. We got the demon. See what he come to do. What kind of mess is that? You got to stick to what the word of God say. If you truly want eternal life. I'm, I don't care being a preacher. No, being a preacher. Gifts and calling comes to our repentance, beloved. This stuff is not a joke. This is why the scripture here is saying. This all what she did was unique. She paid her lovers. To sleep with her. She paid that. She had the money. She had the gold. And that's how the devil operates. He had stuff. Don't do not fool yourself. The enemy has been around before you were thought of. He knows what to give you. If it's a new phone, if it's a new phone, he could get you to stay on and keep you from reading your Bible and don't download the Bible now. But anything he could do, I'll get you this night phone. Oh, this phone is real nice. It could do all this stuff. People sleep with the devil and don't know it. They work on the job with the devil and don't know it. They play right along with it. You think I'm joking? 
When people go to work, man, go to work, and uh, if somebody starts telling them a nasty sexual joke, and you laugh, and they say, yeah, man, <laughs> you're sleeping with the devil. That devil's right there every day for you. He's right there to keep you going, to keep you from getting close to God. Because he's already lost. He don't care about you. He doesn't care about you. He, people have this thing where, oh, it's okay. The devil's not that bad. The devil doesn't care. He ain't never cared about you, and he never will. Because he's lost. You could be saved. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. We're talking about gifts. Different type of gifts. Now let's move on. Chapter 11 and verse 4. Listen to this. We're talking about gifts. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, and God testifying of his gifts. By it, he being dead, yet speaketh. Let me read it again. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, being dead, he had testified. Listen to this. I'm sure some of y'all know the story of Cain and Abel. <laughs> because Cain was mad with his brother. Talk about sleeping with the devil. Cain was mad with his brother because his brother offered up acceptable offering a sacrifice to God. That God considered that a good gift to him. That Abel was able to bring to him. But Cain, first of all, Cain wasn't right anyway. His heart, you know what? Sin don't happen here. It gets in your heart. Then stuff. When, when it's in your heart, you're going to start doing that stuff. Cain plotted to murder his brother. Cain plotted to murder his brother because his brother offered a more acceptable sacrifice than he knew it. Cain brought God garbage. God, Cain made sure he gave God a refuse. <laughs> that's, that's how some of us are. We make sure we give, listen to this. I was watching one of the, the pastors that I watch on Sunday morning. She made a statement that's true. She said, you got to plant in order to grow. You got to let go to grow. You got to let go. Cain never let go. Cain never let go. Cain never let go to give acceptable gifts because he didn't care. Cain didn't care about giving God anything acceptable, and that's how some folks are today. They don't care about giving God anything acceptable. Whatever they feel like is an acceptable gift to God. The Bible teaches about tithing and offerings. The Bible teaches in the Old Testament 10%, and the New Testament is talking about giving first fruits. Either way, there are some people that will not do it. They will not give first fruits and they will not give 10%. Here's 10%. what they'll bring. They'll bring God a little tissue. Wrap up a dollar in it. Here, God, here, this is for you. Like they're doing him some service. And people want God to bless them with gifts. 
a father gives his children give gifts. But because you don't read that word of God for yourself, you don't know that God gives good gifts. Let me pray for the TV broadcast right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, touch every little soul that's under the sound of my voice that's watching this television broadcast right now. Break every yoke, meet every need, save, deliver, and make free. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, God gives his children good gifts. Where are you getting your stuff from? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Did you hear what I said? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Comes from God. Well, let's look at that verse again. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, he yet speaketh because of his proper gift. His gift offered up to God was considered to be a righteous gift. And no, you can't offer God money today to build to be a righteous gift because Christ went to Calvary. When Christ went to Calvary, those kind of gifts were no longer accepted to be counted righteous. <laughs> so people would say, well, I'm doing what Cain did. No, no, no. I'm doing what Abel did. No, no, no. Well, you don't know Cain did. You're a murderer. <laughs> but the scriptures is plain. There's different type of gifts for a reason. The whore, she gave gifts. To have her lovers come. A man goes on the corner, pick up a prostitute, and he got to pay her his gift of money. She don't want to hear nothing about no hamburger. I'll take you to hamburger. You know, <laughs> he going to pick her up. She do her tricks for different amounts. He's talking about, well, I got enough to buy a hamburger. She's going to say, you better go somewhere else and twit with your hamburger. <laughs> but gifts are important. Godly gifts are important. Amen. But you got to understand the devil of a gift. You, you know how God watches how people mess themselves up playing with the devil? People want to be rich and famous. Don't wish to be rich and famous. Don't do that. You got preachers wish they could be famous, have millions of people following them. Don't wish those type of things. Just do the will of God. Just be obedient to, word of, to the word of God. Don't wish those things. You know why? The Bible told us to come after the best gifts, not wish earthly things. Because when we worship, we're looking for earthly things. What happened along the road is we get caught up. We take our eyes off the master and start taking out, putting our eyes on the dollars. That's what mess up a lot of preachers. People, people wonder why all these big name preachers go off key because they take their eyes off the master and put their eyes on the servants. That's they do. Then they start worrying about they got to pay for the giant building. They don't, they don't left God because He's the provider. <clears throat> he's the way maker. He's the yoke breaker. He's the burden bearer. He's the gift giver. He's the gift giver. He's the one to give the gifts. When you walk truly walking with God, you ain't got to fake nothing. 
You ain't got to fake nobody knocking nobody down trying to get them fall out in the spirit. You ain't got not, not when you're real. <coughs> when you are truly working with God, the gifts that God has a plan in with you will become active when they are needed. You ain't got to soup nobody up. You ain't got to psych nobody. I've been in many services over the years. Well, I see pre I've seen preachers do stuff that I mean, I'm a God must just turn or have to turn around like this. Because he said, I never taught nobody nothing like that. But when you walk with God, you're gonna do what's right. You're gonna you're gonna strive to do God's will. You're not gonna try to psych nobody or soup nobody up. You're not gonna do that. That's not gonna happen. This verse here. It tells us that Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Why? You got to really look at this first. Why did God consider Abel's gift as righteousness? Reason why. Cain's heart was right. Excuse me. Abel's heart was right. Cain's heart and mind was corrupt. He'd been sleeping with the devil. Where you think the thought of murder came from? Yeah? Where you think it came from? It just fell out of the sky? No. No. He was mad with Abel from the get-go. He was mad with Abel because he knew Abel tried to serve God. He was upset. He didn't want to serve God. He wanted to do his thing. He didn't care about that. That's why he bought God garbage as an offering. He made it his business. To bring God trash. I want to tell you something. You got to be careful about the people you spend time with. They're going to bring trash, mess into your life that you never had. You'll wind up so much, have so much confusion around you trying to figure out what in the world is going on. You don't have people bringing all kind of garbage around you. They've been sleeping with the devil. They want you to sleep with him too. So they're going to bring their trashy gift to keep you occupied. Where you can't serve God. Where you can't call on God. Where you can't pray. I'm serious. Gifts are tricky. Gifts can be very tricky because people can use gifts to deceive you. You got to be careful. You're even, even on a job. They can offer you a promotion just to keep you there. When God said, I don't want you there no more. I got something better for you. I said, when God tell you. See, the God didn't tell you, don't talk about, I'm quit. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm working out. No, 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 no. I ain't, don't go say, Pastor Wells, so I should just quit my job. Don't go lying on me and don't lie on God. God don't tell you just quit your job unless he has another job for you, okay? He ain't gonna have you out there stuff. Oh, please, God, baby. God don't work outside his word. He said, I come that you might have life and have it what? More abundantly. So he don't want you starving. He have, there's enough people starving in the world that need somebody to help them. Don't become one of them unnecessarily. <laughs> but Cain, this is really a unique scripture here. Cain was upset over his brother's offer. When you read the story, Cain murdered his brother Abel, not just because of the offering, because he was mad because Cain Cain, Cain was mad because Abel served the Lord. You hear that? See, I want to tell you something. 
A sinner don't know how to bring the right type of offering to God. They do not, because they don't know God. They may bring, people come to church that's not saying even put money in the offering plan. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you bringing an acceptable offering to God whom you love and whom you personally know. An unsafe person cannot do that. They don't have that connection. They don't have, that's what was wrong with Cain. Cain didn't have a fellowship with God. That's why he brought him anything. Yeah, take this. I'm serious. That's why there are some people that have children. They have no connection with their children. They don't know what the children like, and they give the child anything and make the child more upset. It's a fact. It's not a theory. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's go to Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. I know my messages are corny. They're not all that. Dum, 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 dum. I have all that milk. I have an organ, but I ain't got nobody playing. But why should we just have to have music to tell the truth? Why can't we just tell the truth, preach the truth, teach the truth? And get excited just over the word. I've been in services where we got excited just over the word. We got excited over the word. They had no music. He used to sing some song about we don't need no music or something like that. <clears throat> okay, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Now listen to this. Talking about gifts. For by grace ye are saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is the what? The gift of God. I'll read it again. For ye are saved by grace through faith, and it is not of yourselves, but is the gift of God. That's people are making a mistake. Salvation is a gift. Now, everybody says salvation is free. That's really not true. It's really not. Because salvation was purchased on Calvary. <clears throat> it's not free. It's a gift to you from the living God. It's true. Salvation is not free. It was purchased on that tree outside the city when Christ Jesus died on it. He made salvation available. It is the gift of God. It is nothing about ourselves. I don't know what this thing about preachers and stuff, acting like they're better than people, self-righteous and all that. I, I seen one TV preach. He's very self-righteous. I feel sorry for him because when he said before God, he's, he's not going to make it in because there's no one smarter, better, or more anointed than Jesus Christ. And you run around acting like you know everything. I know a lot of stuff. I play dumb sometimes so somebody else can do something. But this guy makes it his business to make sure he can outsmart everybody. He can out-debate everybody. And he's already in error because we're not supposed to debate the word of God. The word of God made that plain, but he do it anyway. Salvation is a free gift if you accept it, but it's not free. You say, I don't understand what you're saying. Salvation is a free gift to you, but it's not free. It was paid for. Amen. All right, let me make it clear. When you go to a, bar, a party, a wedding, a birthday party, a retirement party, people bring gifts in boxes or gift cards. And they're free to the person. They give to the person. 
whose birthday it is, or retirement, or graduation. It's a free gift to them. It's a free gift to them. But somebody had to purchase that gift. That's what I'm trying to explain to you about gifts. It had to be purchased. The Bible says salvation is a gift of God. There's nothing we can ever do. Oh, yeah. There's nothing me, you, or nobody else ever, ever in this lifetime or the lifetime can to come could ever earn eternal life. It's a gift. That's, that's, that's just amazing. There's nothing nobody can ever do to earn eternal life. You can earn church membership. Uh, let me see. Some churches, um, if you come to Bible study, prayer meeting and stuff, um, that's part of the requirements to be a member. You come to Bible study, you do this, you do that, blah, 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 blah. That's part of the membership. <clears throat> the only requirement that God has for you in order to be saved is to accept Jesus Christ. That's the number one requirement. Now, when you accept Christ, <laughs> you just have to live according to the scripture. But a lot of people don't want to do that. So they get religious and they just go to church and they can sing. You know what? I was thinking about it. I'm looking at some choirs and different people that play instruments. And I'm telling you, some of these people are blessed. They can sing. They can play the piano. They can play the organ. They can play violin. I mean, and make you cry and worship God and bless God. But guess what? A lot of them don't even know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. And yet they play gospel music. You know why? Let's go back to talking about the guy that they sleeping with, sleeping with the devil. That's sleeping with the devil. Because the devil was music when he was in heaven. Oh, people don't know that because they don't read their Bible. He was music. So he knows how to get the musicians. Amen. He knows how to get them to sleep with him. He gave the he had that gift come alive in them. Oh, yeah. Same thing with preachers. Same thing, same thing. Once you start activating that gift, that gift start working, it start rolling, it gets start rolling, it gets start rolling, and you get better and you get better and you get better. And you're still sleeping with the devil. You haven't repented of your sins. You're still shocking. You're still laying up with them boys and you're a man and you're laying up with them girls. Huh? You're still smoking your reef and your crack. Huh? It's so bad, beloved. I didn't believe what I was about to see in a video with a preacher. I've heard stories about preachers stealing money, but this time, everything I ever heard. Every time this preacher, uh, this pastor, excuse me, he was the pastor of the church. Every Sunday that he preached, the money disappeared. Money would just vanish. So the, the deacon and everybody were trying to figure out where's all the money going. When pastors preach, the money disappeared. So they put a, a hidden camera in his office. And they were bringing offerings in for the deacon to count it, and they'll walk they'll back out. Well, they caught him in action, not praying, not fasting, not preaching, but taking the money out the basket and actually stuffing his pockets with it. Actually taking the money out the basket. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it was it was embarrassing. The man taking the money out, sticking the money in his pockets, and then when they confronted him, you know what he said? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why the money's gone. 
See, see, folks, how well you can preach means zero to God. How eloquent you can sound means zero to God. The Bible is plain. It's clear that gifts and calling comes without repentance. You don't have to repent. You could become the greatest preacher on earth and preach about Jesus and make people pass out. I know of a story of a preacher, uh, apostle in Jersey. He preached and make you cry, but he was a whoremonger. And God exposed him. He wound up going to jail. That's a long story. But he can make you cry and come running to the altar. But he was sleeping with the devil. His gift was just acting. The devil had his gift rolling because he was not in tune with God. Let's move on. Let's go to Ephesians 4 and 8. Remember, salvation is a gift from God. It's free to you, but it was purchased. Ephesians 4 and 8 said, listen to this. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity, he kept led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. I'll read it again. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now, I just got through saying that gifts and calling don't come without repentance, right? Well, it's true. He said he gave gifts unto men. Why? To do his service. Amen. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, rose from the dead, and ascended, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. But he gave gifts unto men to do righteousness. Some after a while, man began to use his gift for money, just like the sorcerers do. They start using it for money, and that's what they do today. Uh, I, I, my my sister had me cracking up about Peter Panoff. I think it's Panoff. Panoff. Popoff. She was telling me about his scam. He's still scamming. I remember the guy when I was a youngster. <laughs> and people still following him, sending him the money, all these scams and wham, because he don't he don't know how to do he don't know how to do this. He don't know how to do the word of God. He don't know how to follow the word of God. So he got to keep on scamming. I was watching one TV show. The guy had some blessed oil water from Jerusalem. I'm trying to know it's blood water. I, I guess it was supposed to be Jesus uh, blood with some oil in it. I, I don't know. But they're two little tiny bottles of $70 shop. Then the other one had another one had audacity to come up with a cloth. So I made a joke one service. I said, you know what? If y'all suckers enough to send these people $70, here's a 99 cent tissue. Send me a hundred dollars. Since you you suckers to follow nonsense, send me a hundred dollars. Okay. This is no, there's nothing in this. This this tissue, you can blow your nose with, wipe the sweat up your head. There's no power in it. Nothing. People need to stop running behind foolishness. These guys sending out all this foolishness. God is not a part of that. I'm not saying now. Hear me. I want you to listen to this. I can take the same tissue. Listen to this. I could take this same tissue and somebody that's sick or something and they can't get it. And somebody comes to Pastor Wells, I need you to pay for me. Come pray for me. And no, I know I can't go. I said, listen, I'm going to pray over this and give it to you. And you go lay it on it. Now, I didn't charge them a dime. This tissue have nothing in it, not a drop of power. But I'm going to give it to them in faith that they lay it on that person 
or put it in their hand and God is going to work a miracle as an act of faith. And I personally know, I personally know someone that happened to. Me. I'm not the person that prayed, but I personally know a person that a troll skinner prayed for and he was alive and they were under the same condition wherein they took a little piece of candy and gave it to them and God delivered them. Why? It was an act of faith. Now tell us about you give me a hundred dollars. Send a hundred dollars and God is going to give you this. Do this. You're going to have miracles coming. You're going to have money coming. That's trickery and sorcery. I tell it, I tell it the way it is. I know I don't have a whole lot of people that send uh, love offerings and stuff because I ain't got nothing to give but the scripture. I ain't got nothing to give but the word of God. But God is going to take care of the ministry. So I'm not worried about that. The Bible said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. When we do that, he'll add unto us. I stick with what the scripture says. I don't care what other people do. That's their business. It's not my responsibility to do what other people do. That's not my job. The scripture says here in verse 8, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he let captivity captive and gave gifts unto men that men would do righteousness with those gifts. Preachers today, they, they online, the prophets, some of these lying prophets had the nerve to be crying why nobody knew that there was going to be an outbreak. <laughs> They're prophets now. They always got a prophecy for somebody. I'm serious. Some of them charge you a hundred dollar prophecy, a two hundred dollar prophecy. Some of them charge you a thousand dollars. You get a special prophecy with a thousand dollars. All kind of lies. But people are sleeping with the devil, and they run and listen to that mess and give yeah. the money. You got to understand that God will never change. I know it's not popular. I know it don't sound good, but it's the truth, beloved. God is never going to change. He said, "I'm the Lord thy God that changes not." He don't change. He did say, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He did say that. And he meant it. But you got to do what's required. Let's move on. Romans 11 and 29. Look at that verse. Romans 11 29, King James Version. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, For gifts and callings of God are without repentance. I'll read it again. Maybe it'll sink in. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. They ain't got to be saved. People saying, I don't understand why there's so many phony preachers today. Because the scripture is clear. If they took their time and read the scripture, they'll see. And Romans 11, 29 says, the gifts and callings of God do not require repentance. Somebody said, well, why? Why, <laughs> why is he giving away gifts and, and, and they don't require repentance? Now, that's a good question to ask. Why is God giving away gifts? Why? Well, the scripture says, we just read it in the Ephesians 4 and 8. He let captivity kept them, and he gave gifts unto men. I told you why to do righteousness. God give men and women gifts 
to bring deliverance to the people, to bring the body of Christ jointly and fitly together through, he <coughs> through healing and deliverance and salvation. But what happens, and I want you to listen to this. Let's take this, uh, let's take a look at this real quick. A kid grows up in a church, and y'all, come on, all of us know, little kids are running around playing preacher, and they preaching, oh, no, 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 preaching, laying hands and all the stuff, they're doing that, and they shout, nee, doing that. they're practicing, they're training, they're practicing, they're training, they're practicing, and they're training. Now, if they never accept Christ as their personal Savior, they have trained that gift of singing, playing the instrument, and preaching over those years that they were in church. And sometimes the pastors have let them have start letting them uh, give many sermons and all this other stuff and still haven't been saved from their sin. Still haven't accepted Jesus Christ as they person saved. And they get real good at it. Because if you train anything, the Bible says train up in a child the way it should go and not depart. And that's true. So if you train your daughter to be a prostitute, that's what she's going to be. Hello? If you've been a prostitute or a whore around her, she's going to want to learn what to do what you do. Because you're happy doing it. Well, you might as well tell the truth. But when a gift is activated, it's going to operate. And it's going to get better and it's going better and it become more skillful and you become more skillful and you become more skillful and you become more skillful. And still haven't accepted Christ. You got Baptist preachers, Pentecostal preachers, holiness preachers, Catholic priests, I can name them all. Muslims, everybody. They got those gifts. But they don't know the Savior. They don't know the Savior. They know from reading and just hearing other preachers preach about them. And so they learn certain things. <clears throat> I guarantee you this much. I don't know none of them that's not saved will talk about casting out a demon. Do you hear me? I don't know none of them that's not saved going up against no demon spirit. I heard a story of one preacher <clears throat> with this little girl. He caught himself trying to cast the devil out of him. That, that little girl broke his arm. And then he lied to Sunday as to what happened. But it came out. She broke his arm. Talking about he cast some demon out of her. You better be to make sure you got some power with God. You better make sure you living right. Talking about you cast some devil out. Them devil will whip you behind. I'm telling you. But the Bible tells us, listen to this, that we're not supposed to rejoice over what spirits are subject unto us. We're not supposed to rejoice. We are supposed to worship God. So the scripture says, <clears throat> gifts for the gifts and calling of God all without repentance. You don't have to be saved. <clears throat> to preach, teach, sing, or do whatever. They even got cookers in the church that cook. <laughs> they ain't saved. You got to be born again. You must repent of your sins. You must repent of your sins. <clears throat> you must surrender your life to Jesus Christ. I don't care how good you can preach. I don't care how good you can sing. It's not going to get you eternal life. You're fooling yourself. I always got to check myself. 
I got to constantly check Bernard to make sure Bernard is right around. Tamisha, you know, I got to make sure I ain't a castaway. Paul talked about being a castaway. You preaching to everybody else, telling everybody else they ain't right. And you're a castaway yourself. That's messed up. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1. Listen to this. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 says, Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. <clears throat> I'll read it again. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Well, today everybody's prophesying, even if they prophesy lying. Everybody, you know what? I have, I'm going to tell you the truth. I have never seen so many apostles, prophets, prophetness. Um, <clears throat> they got the ambassadors. They got the chaplains. They got everything. But I've never seen so many prophetness and apostles and bishops in my life. And most of these people running around calling themselves apostles have no idea what an apostle is. They think because they opened a church, they're an apostle. One day I'm going to really get into that. <clears throat> I'll tell you what a real apostle is, according to the scripture. But the scripture said, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. What did you say? Follow after charity. What's charity? Love. God kind of love. That's charity. God kind of love. Not a, a, a eros love, man kind of love, but a agape kind of love. And to follow desire, spiritual gift. Why? Because you want to edify the body of Christ. You want to make the body of Christ grow. So you go after spiritual gift. But then it says, <clears throat> but rather that ye prophesy. So some people took this scripture rather part that's part of the scripture rather than they prophesy, everybody became a prophet. <clears throat> I'm prophet so and so, I'm prophet so and so, I'm prophet so and so. There's one, there's one prophetness that's on, comes on the television channel I'm on. <laughs> we never ever know what she's talking about. I I've been trying for weeks to figure out, and she come up with a new message. I I don't know where she come from. I don't know where she's been taught, but we have no clue what she's talking about. We're lost every time she comes on. Get it. I don't want to tell the name, but I don't want you to get confused listening to this. There's nothing wrong with prophecy. Oh, there's something wrong. It's not true. <laughs> you know what? The greatest prophecy is in God's word. When you get in God's word for yourself, and read what God has to say. You know why people? a lot of people say, I, I, I never heard a voice of God? Because they won't read his book. You got to learn God's voice through his book. His mouth in his book. His mouth and his words are in his book. I wrote a book uh, whenever it's published. When you read that book, whenever it's published, <laughs> you're going to learn a lot about me and you will hear, you will learn some funny stories about. No, it's not a book about me. It's a book about some stuff. But you're going to learn about stuff that people do in the church. But you're going to learn about 
how I try to deal with some of this crazy stuff. You'll learn, then you'll learn a little bit more about me. You will learn about God through his word. Not somebody just coming around prophesying to you, telling you God is going to bless you. That's not learning about God. Anybody could tell you. That's why so many people sleep with the devil, because they go to some church where all the preachers ever say God's going to bless you. The Bible doesn't even say it like that. The Bible talks about judgment and, and repentance, trials, tribulation, punishments. But yet these preachers today, all they say, God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. God wants to prosper you. God, God wants you to live right. All that other stuff, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these other things to be added unto you. You want those things? Seek God Amen. and his righteousness. Let's yes. move on. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. Now listen to this. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. I'll read it again. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Now, everywhere you go, it's 50,000 prophets and prophetness. You turn on the TV, everybody the prophetness. Something wrong. The Bible said there's diversity of gifts. Everybody can be a prophet. Everybody can be, oh, come on. Everybody can be an apostle. So now these turkeys are there. There are apostles, prophets, and a bishop. They're all wrapped up in one. I'm going to tell you now that the bishop is not a, a, a gift. It's a good work. I follow what the scripture said. That's not a calling. That's not a gift. That's not a gift. I know they're teaching that the apostle and the prophet are the same thing. That's a lie. That's not Bible based. I don't care who don't like me. I'm going to tell it. That's wrong. The bishop is not above the apostle. The chief apostle is Jesus Christ. So I know there ain't no bishop over him. <laughs> and they got archbishops today. They don't want to probably create something above the archbishop. They're so crazy. They don't know what to do with themselves. God uses me in a five-fold ministry, but I'm still Pastor Well. I'm not trying to be an archbishop. I don't want none of that mess. You can have it. I'll never be a bishop. So if somebody comes up to me, probably think, God calling you to be a bishop. God don't call nobody to be a bishop. I know everybody becoming bishop, but God don't call nobody to be a bishop. That's a good. The Bible says a man desires the office of a bishop is a good work. Offer to be a bishop is a good work. And he has to meet the requirements. Most of these turkeys don't meet them. And all the women bishops don't meet it at all. <laughs> It's funny. The Bible said a, a bishop got to be a husband of one wife. Woo. So what's a woman? Marrying women? <laughs> then it says that he has to rule his children. So many male bishops ain't got no wives, ain't got no children. Woo. I told you they don't like me because I tell them the way it is. Okay. So now the scripture says, First Corinthians 12 and 4 says, now there's a diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. It is the same spirit. So why are people trying so hard just to be a prophetess? Because they want to be seen. But you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. 
I was never crazy about prophecy. I'm not going to lie. God had to get on my case about it. I was never crazy about prophecy. And when the Lord has something to say, I say, I do not. I'm, I'm not telling you God said something if he ain't said it because I don't play. Uh, I'm scared to death. Talk about God told me to tell you unless I know for sure God said it. If he ain't said, I'm not. I'm not. I, I've done a gazillion revival. I'll pray for the whole building, but I ain't prophesying nobody unless God tell me. And sometimes I just let the Lord speak through me. Now, I ain't got no credit. Uh, my hands are clean. But these guys plan to prophesy to people. They plan to call them out. They plan to, because they want money. All ministries take money to run it, but these guys are liars. And I've called some of them liars. I had one call me out, and I told him he was lying. I let him know, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody, he want to lay hands on me. You're not laying hands on me, buddy. That's not happening, not tonight, not here, not nowhere. You got to be truthful. You got to stand for what God stands for. Hate what God hates and love what God loves. You want to be on tune with God? That's what you got to do. That's why this scripture says the diversity of gifts. Everybody's not preachers. Everybody's not called to preach. Everybody's not called to teach. Some people call to work in the ministry of health or the government or the church. There's diversity of gifts. Everybody's got something different. How in the world is that the, a hand going to do the, the thinking? Huh? You need the brain. How is the hand going to do the walking and running? Huh? You need the feet. Amen. You need those eyes. You need those ears. You need them. Come on, let's be honest. Stop this foolishness. Ah, uh, I know I'm old fashioned. That's my biggest problem. I think with the scripture. Okay, let's go to um, verse 28 of chapter 12. Now, I want to clear up this lie that's going on. Now, let's go to First Corinthians chapter 12. We're just about finished. And verse 28, and it says, and God, I'm saying now who did this now? Let's know who did this. And God have it set some in the church. First apostles, not bishops. He said, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, government, and diversity of tongues. Now, if you go down to verse 29, it sums it up even more. It says, are all apostles, are all the prophets, are all teachers? Oh, oh, workers of a miracle? No! God's not retarded. God don't have everybody doing the same thing. Yes, in my lifetime, I met real modern day anointed apostles and they backed it up with God working with them. Not the guys because they opened a the church on apostles so-and-so. I mean, I've been to one church and a guy was the apostle. Him and his wife was fighting. They were actually fighting during service. They were rumbling. <laughs> I rebuke both of them. I don't play around. Don't you call this God's house? I don't play around. I've been in another church. The pastor and evangelist were out. I rebuke both of them. I'm not better than them, but I came to visit your church and y'all are y'all rumbling? Oh no, I'm not going for that mess. Y'all need to both get on that altar and get right right now. I ain't playing. They they know I don't play. I was the last person to see that. If somebody would have told me that I wouldn't have believed it, but I seen it with my own eyes. I said, What kind of mister? I just stood up there 
Most of the people didn't know me. Some did. I said, I don't know what mess you got going on here, but you need to get this mess right, right, right now. The pastor church where I was in Long Island preaching at, the husband and wife fighting over the mic. I'm like, I don't play that mess. Y'all want to do this dumb stuff? Y'all do it when I'm not here. But when I'm here, the man of God's not going to allow that kind of mess. Come to find out the grandson was demon possessed. I'm serious. When you don't follow Christ Jesus, according to the scripture, the devil will be sleeping in your home, in your church. He will sleep with you. I don't know why God keeps giving me that. He will sleep with you. You get in your car. I remember years ago I did a revival in Brooklyn. I was coming back home on the highway. And I did with a spirit got in and came in a car with me. I pulled up with him, get out of my car. I meant to get out of my car. Get out of my car. In Jesus' name. I wasn't playing. I pulled up. He said, get out. He left. You got to stand on God's word. I'm not making this up. I don't play with the devil because he's not a toy. I don't sleep with the devil. I don't want him sleeping with me. I can tell you testimony when I was first got saved. The devil used to scare me after death. I've been there. I have a silly story to tell, but I don't want to tell it tonight. They might be laughing at me when they say, you really did that? Yes. But this is the thing. Christ Jesus gave gifts unto men that they might grow the work of God. They'll build the work of God through those gifts. Not for the purpose of filthy Lord, not for the purpose of getting rich, but to build the body of Christ up. To use the gift of miracles, the gift of healing, or whatever gift that God gave them to edify the body of Christ. Glorify God through Christ Jesus. But they do everything but that. If there's one that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior that's watching this broadcast right now, let's pray. And let me ask to pray along with me that the Lord will save you. I ain't got no miracle, no, no magic or whatever. Just simple prayer. Let's read after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse my heart, mind, and soul. Come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for coming into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, you can go to our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. That's the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org. Leave us a prayer request so we can pray for along with you what you need prayer for. Leave a testimony of what God is doing. You also become a partner. But I just want to clear something up because I, I never really do this like I should. But you, if you want to send a love gift, you can send it to Pastor B.L. Wells at the cash app. But some people send signs and stuff through the cash app. I'm not a giant fan of the cash app, but some people use it. So if you have a cash app, it's passed to be a well you can send a love offering to. It goes right to the church, not to me. So, and also, or you could do it through um, our, um, uh, uh, you could do it through uh, our become a partner page on the tabernacle deliverance.org. And you're, when you come to part, if we come upon the page, you're going to see where you could do it through PayPal, ME. I think it's PayPal, ME, Tabernacle. I think that's it. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but you go on the website. It's, the information is there on the uh, Become a Partner page. We have Bible study on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. If you want to be a part, come and join with us at 8 o'clock. And we'll be there at 8 o'clock to give you the word of God. I have nothing special. No gold, God, silver, and all that other stuff. Yes, the gospel. But but listen to me, beloved, before we sign off. 
the gift that God has given you, use it for his glory. Use it to edify the body of Christ. Use it to lift somebody up and let God. Did you know one of the biggest things we mess up? But the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. We mess up there. We don't seek God for all his righteousness. What God wants for us, what God wants us to do. When we really seek God for all his righteousness, thing will happen in our behalf. I'll see you on Wednesday night. Love. God bless.